come here this morning, right? If I can do this right. I've seen hard times I have been told It isn't any wonder that I fall Why do we suffer Crossing off the years There must be a reason for it all 
trusted in you, Jesus, to save me from my sins. Heaven is a place I call my home. I keep getting caught up in this world I'm living in. Voice that sometimes fades before I know. Hurting brings my heart to you, crying with my knees. Depending on your love to carry me. Love that shed his blood. For all the world to see This must be the reason for it all in the storm when what I wrap my heart around is gone I give my heart so easily to the ruler of this world when the Lord who loves me most would give me all All the things that cause me pain Give me eyes to see I do believe but help my unbelief I've seen hard times And I have been told There must be a reason for it all. Amen. Amen. Certainly, there is a powerful song. And uh, did you write that, Brother Ronnie? No, you didn't write that one. Okay. That's a powerful song. And uh, certainly, those words ring true. And so, that fellow's excited about going back to school. Go ahead, and I hope you've already got your Bible open to Psalms 145. We're going to read a few verses of Scripture there. Just to, and as I was preparing this, I said, Lord, what do you want me to... I mean, I, I knew that today I would be praying for our teachers. I knew that. I'm like, what, what do I have? And I was looking at this. And matter of fact, uh, Caleb, you're going to recognize one of the verses that we're about to read. It comes right out of one of our favorite songs. Uh, by Elevation Worship, and it comes right from here. But uh, it's pretty cool. And so we see in the outline why we should praise God, when we should praise God, and uh, all of the ins and outs, what, what we need to do, who, who we need to do it with, all of those things. We're going to see that. And so let's stand for the reading of God's Holy Word. 
Even though we're covering almost this whole chapter, right now, just read 3, 4, and 5. Okay? First of all, Psalms 145, verse 3. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. And His greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise thy works to another, and shall declare thy mighty acts. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty and of thy wondrous works. Father, thank you for everybody that's here today. Bless your holy word in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for standing and uh, looking at this. Yep, back to school. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm excited to kind of... And not that I know you say, well, if you was teaching in our school, you wouldn't be excited, Brother Michael. But I'm excited from the point that isn't it, isn't it sporadic during the summer? And then the, and the school year gets started and everybody kind of gets on a routine. That's what I, I like. I like the routine. I like having a routine. It's kind of more more uh, ordinary. And you have those successes. Of course, we got a lot of things happening. Uh, one is starting back real quick. Back to the bunker starting back. So... Our teens and all the other ages. Chuck uh, has graciously volunteered to lead the Awana team. And thank you, Chuck. God bless you, sir. It's going to be an awesome year. Uh, communication, communication, communication. And speaking of that, let's see what God is communicating us. I ran across this quote from a popular uh, Christian writer. And he said this. He said, God is most glorified. When you are most satisfied in Him. Can you bring Him glory this year? So the only way to do that is to completely say, God, I need to be content with you. I need to find out what you want me to do. That's the number one question any of us should ask. I had the privilege and honor of marrying Haley, Joe, and Rob this weekend. And uh, to see, uh, you know, this awesome, neat things happen in their life. And they had a video that they showed at the beginning of their, of their ceremony, their wedding. If you were here, you saw that. And I was so thrilled that they honored the Lord in that video. And they honored God and what the, how they starting off. And so that's it. I mean, that's what our lives are all about is honoring God. Let's look, first of all, what I call an everyday motivation. This is really cool the way God just laid it out here. Number one, verse one is what will I do? Verse two, if you notice your outline, is when do you do it? And verse three is why do you do it? Let's just look at this real quick. Psalm 145, and this is what you need to do. I will extol thee, and all that if you have a, a King James Bible, it just means lift you up, man, make you the centerpiece, the center of my life, the center of attention, everything's about you. And if you say right now that, man, it's all about Jesus, that's what it's all about. Church needs to be all about Jesus. It needs to be all about God. Sometimes we can make it about other things. Your family, your marriage, extol Him Put Him on the centerpiece. Some have likened it to a triangle where God is at the top and the husband and wife are on each side. And say, so it's all about Him. So I will extol thee, I will bless thee, thy name forever and ever. Verse 2, when will you do it? Every day will I bless thee. 
I will praise thy name forever and ever. Uh, uh, teachers, well, let me go ahead and say this. Teachers and students, you're headed back. There's a lot of confusion, and I've researched this extensively, a lot of confusion about your rights and a student's rights. A lot of students think that they lose their First Amendment rights, meaning that can I uh, pass out something, invitations, different things like this. Uh, a lot of times it, it in this, and it has to be on your own free time that you read the Bible. Uh, it can't be during instruction time. Okay, so teachers alike. Teachers, of course, are not allowed to speak, um, you know, or they could be called on it, of their faith. But if a student asks, if you have a Bible, and this is perfectly legal, you can have a Bible laying on your desk. You can have a Bible or reading material that you read during your break time, off-period time, personal time during the class. And if a student ever asks you any question, you have the green light. You have a green light. Uh, students, same thing, kind of, in your own free time. You cannot be, um, you know, and that's it. And a lot of people have likened you, well, they took prayer out of school. And there's a flip two-sided coin to that thing. Because, you know, I'm, I'm not upset that they really, that they took prayer out of school. I'm upset that, that we don't, we don't pray when we're at school. And we don't speak up for the Lord when we're at school. Because, you know, if a Christian says, I need to pray at school, and most of our uh, schools in the South are Christian, but what if, you know, a Muslim wanted to pray? Or what if, you know, a Mormon wanted to pray or something like that? Then you'd have to allow them. But, but the main thing is, the main thing is, is just speaking up for your Lord when you can. That That's the main thing. And praying. I mean, pray. If you're at lunch break, and you bow your head, and you pray out loud... <laughs> You are perfectly within your rights to pray out loud over your food. You know, think about it. That's a, just a neat way. And again, it's not about bashing somebody over the head with a Bible. What it is is about being salt and light in the world that we live in. And there's a bunch of other things I could go into. But I'm just encouraging you, when you can, when you can, when God, you know, and again, uh, it, because the separation of church and state, at least according to the lawyers and all the people, da da da, that's in that. You know, teachers have a have a stop sign, but if they ever get asked, and you can read your Bible on your own free time, you can have stuff laying around, and if people look at it, your stuff, and say, "Hey, what does this mean?" Boom, <laughs> you've got a green light, and then you can speak up and you can say something. It's just. It's a whole bunch of opportunities there. So back to school, you're either going to represent the Lord or you're just, you're just going to be, you can just be gray and say, I'm not going to represent, I'm just going to do my job and then get to the house. We can do that at all our jobs. Um, I've got a, um, a bag of stuff that's supposed to be in my truck, but I don't have a truck right now. But, uh, when I get it back, I've got a, you know, something I've talked about before, my old, it's real old. I got it in 1982 from a nice couple, and I call it my Chili Stained Bible. It's the one that's real small, pocket size, marked up, stained, coffee stains, chili stains, because I carried it in my lunchbox at Sawmill all those years. But it's the one I read on my break time. It's the one I've used, the one I've marked up, how many chapters I've read and all that. 
Have you something? Have you a chili-stained Bible? And okay, and then why do you do this? Why would you say anything to anybody, whether at school or at work? Because great is God, great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. And now this is what I call a an everyday mission, which is verse four and five. This is pretty cool. I just want to fly through here and get some things real quick. Can you impact a generation? Verse four. So no matter whether you're at work, I don't care whether you're going to school this week or going to the sawmill. I don't care if you go to the bank or where you work. Could you? One generation shall praise thy works to another. Which means this. Are you telling your kids? Are you being a light to your kids? What are you representing your kids? And even you can invert it. What are our kids telling us? You could do it either way there. And so that's it. The only way for anybody to learn about Jesus Christ is for one generation to speak to another generation and so on and so forth. Now notice verse 5. I will speak of the glorious honor of thy majesty. Just simply that I will speak there. That little part, uh, I remember and I've got it in there and... and uh, about uh, don't be shy. That was the very last message that I spoke of whenever Robbing was here. And Robbing was, uh, he was, you know, and I've been in contact with him. He's supposed to be coming back here at the end of this month, end of August. He's going to be enrolling at right now. Last I heard, which is just like last week, he and I got an email back and forth. And he's enrolling at the University of Denver. Colorado, so pray for him. That was the last word I got anyways. He's, and he's so excited. He said, pray for me. And he said, I'm doing well. I told my family about getting saved. But that, that was his interpretation of where it says, do not be ashamed. He, and I let him read it in Chinese. And remember he said this. I said, Robin, what that mean? He said, that means uh, don't be shy. I said, yeah, that's pretty good. Don't be shy. And I put in there, as I was typing my outline, and I want you to uh, uh, head now uh, to Psalms 119, which is just back a few pages. And uh, and I know I skipped Philippians 2, but I'll, I'll get back to that one day. But Psalm 119, and we'll look at that. And I put on there, I was typing away, and I thought I had it, and I, I had the race car, that actor's name in my brain, so I put uh, in your outline, Paul Walker. I meant Scott Walker, which is the governor. I don't know if he's the governor or former governor of Wisconsin. But so, this, forget the actor's name, Paul Walker. Matter of fact, he's done, uh, passed away. But Scott Walker is who I was referring to. I was watching the debate the other day, uh, and it was really cool right at the end of the Republican debate. And a lot of them shared a little bit about their faith. They would put in there about something about God or this or that. I was really taken aback by the forwardness that Scott Walker, what he said. He said that he's a born-again believer and that the only way that he's going to heaven or his sins are forgiven is by the shed blood of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary. I'm like... Whoa! I mean, it wasn't, you know, a lot of them say, I believe in God, I'm a Christian. But it, when you go that explicit, on that level, on such a national, public level, 
and you proclaim your faith that boldly, I wondered, first thing through my mind, I wonder how many votes that cost him. But apparently he wasn't worried about it. Because he didn't even hesitate on sharing his faith. Notice this, the scripture reference that I have for you, Psalm 119 and uh, verse 46, uh, back over here. I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed. Wow. And that, that is, that is being done today by some of our candidates for president. Again, I, I can't tell you who to vote for. All I can tell you is, you know, tell you what I know about them, but that's between you and God. But it's great to see somebody who would be a, a, a so pro Jesus and so much pro the Lord and standing up for that and standing up. And so we need that as a breath of fresh air. So I don't know, and I'm praying that God would intervene in our election. Go on to the next part. An everyday, so right now, I have an everyday motivation. I have an everyday mission. What, you should be a what? A light. That's your everyday mission. I will speak. That's verse five. I will speak. If you just did verse five today, if you left and that's the only verse you remember for this entire message, then I've done my job. I've, I've, I've been a success. That's all you remember. I will speak. Just speak. Just stand up. Just say something for Jesus. Okay? And then next part is what I call an everyday memory. Back in verse 7, they shall abundantly, I'm back in Psalm 145, they shall abundantly utter the memory of thy greatness. Let me ask you this. Do you have any memories of what God has done in your life? Do you have any memories? Has God done any mighty things for you? Any mighty deeds that you remember? I put in there about church camp and vacation Bible school and revivals and answered prayers. It was great about Megan and Miss Marlene bringing Evie up here and praying for her. And what's needed is to see God answered prayers. And I don't care whether it's praying for Boyd Stell's feet or somebody getting saved. I mean, all prayers is praise the Lord for answered prayers, in-between prayers, little prayers, big prayers. I don't care if you're praying for a Coke and somebody brings you one. You say, thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Lord. And send up a popcorn prayer. It doesn't matter how, how big or how small. God is in the business of answering prayers. And you'll remember it. You'll remember when He did and what He did. And so, think about it. Church camp, vacation Bible school, revivals, and then a memory of His grace. Look at verse 9. The Lord is good to all, and His tender mercies are all, uh, all over, are over all His works. You know what that means? God's good to us even when we don't deserve it. God's goodness, good to us even when we don't deserve it. That's a memory of grace. Whoo! Man, preacher, I shouldn't even be here right now. But it's by God's grace, I am here today. That's God's, a memory of God's grace. A memory of His strength. Look at verse 14. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raiseth up all those that be bowed down, which tells me this, 
You know, I love that verse where it says in Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart, which means He's right there beside you to help you when you've been knocked down. And that's His strength. And He can help you when you've been knocked down. A memory of His strength. The next one is what I call a memory of His nearness. A memory of His nearness, which is verse 18 the Lord is nigh unto them, all unto all them that call upon Him, and to all that call upon Him in truth, which means that He's right there beside you. Now, if you're living, a, and it says in truth, and this basically means this, if you're living in sin, God may not answer your prayer. He may be nudging you just to come out. <laughs> And to come to Him. So He still will be with you even when you're away from Him. Even when you're in the pig pen. Even when you're wandering around in a, a horrible world. He's still with you. But His nudge may not to be to answer your prayer. Lord, I need some more money. or this. It may be just come back to Him. And so the Lord's right there beside you. And it says that right there. And then lastly, another, the last memory is verse 20, which I, I call a memory of His promise, which means the Lord preserveth all them that love Him, but all the wicked He will destroy. Which means this. It means that uh, God's promises are true. And one of His promises that He never breaks is the law of sowing and reaping. If we sow to the flesh... We're going to reap judgment. We're going to reap corruption. If we sow to the Spirit, we'll reap life everlasting. Just meaning this, if we live for God, God's going to reward that. And His promises, sure. And if you're saved, one of His promises are you'll never lose your salvation. That's an awesome promise. And He'll keep His Word. And so thank the Lord for all these memories. I hope that you have a ton of memories that God has done for you but mostly, remember what verse I asked you to remember. I will speak. I will speak. I will be a light. I'll try to stand up for the Lord. As I go back to school, and I don't care if you're going back to the paper mill, saw mill, whatever mill, if you're going back to school, going back to the, the uh, whatever job it is, and say, you know what, I, I, need to, I need to be a brighter light. As we prepare for a hymn of invitation, would you bow with me for a word of prayer? Father, thank you so very much for allowing us to see how you want us to live and what you want us to say and how and where and why we need to do it because you are greatly to be praised. You have just been awesome to us and father that you promise to be with us no matter what we face help us to honor you in everything we do in jesus name amen